Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. the show and I didn't want you to miss it. And we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview, you know from the TV show House, the movie's Knocked Up and This is 40. Her name is Charlene Yee. Yippee. Yeah. My wife's favorite. (laughs) And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week. 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link and join us. And our super fan shout out is for Lance. Say hi to Lance, everybody. Hey, Lance. Lance, what's up, man? Hi, Lance. And Lance is a truck driver, and he asked me a question. Uh, Adam, does it make you garbage if you use the foil from a cigarette pack to make a fuse to keep your Kenworth running and forgetting about replacing it for three weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, MacGyver? 4,000 miles he drove, and I said, that doesn't make you garbage. That makes you a friggin' genius. Yeah. (laughs) I I have to agree. Yes, it does. And I would like to uh, begin today's proceedings with a quote from Alex Ferrara. (laughs) Okay, what is this, Adam? My beautiful wife looked at me and said, listen, pay attention. I need you not to be you right now. (laughs) I did say that. (laughs) I did. Yeah, she did. Right to my face. Okay. All right, so here's what happened. Uh, Alex had an appointment, and I had to bring the dog in to be groomed. Now, I'm sure you guys know, but let me tell everybody in the audience that in our relationship, the dog is way more important than I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know my wife loves me, but if it was a choice between the two of us, I'm dead. So so I have to bring the dog to the groomer. So me and the dog are in the car together. I'm excited about it. The dog seemed to be excited about it. My wife is terrified about it. Yes, because I'm thinking of all the things that can happen and all the things that you're not going to do. Yeah. When they happen. The dog's going to get there fine. Everything's going to be fine. But in my wife's eyes, my ADD kicks in and I leave without the car or the dog. I don't know what she's saying. I picture you stopping on the freeway. The door's open. The dog's running on the freeway. Yeah, I know. That's just what I picture. I know. She pictures everything. (laughs) She pictures me trading the dog to this woman in the village for for three magic beans. I know you wouldn't do that. So anyway, so she's like, okay, listen, I thought this out last night. Put the seat all the way back. I want to load the front with pillows. Take the Lexus because there's wrong. no passenger airbag. So God forbid the dog won't. Turn them off. Yeah. Then I said, Adam, I know how you drive. If you break really quick, the dog's going to go flying and mm. I don't want her to hurt her neck. Yeah. Oh, and he does that too. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I take Phil to get his hair cut and his anal gland expressed, I hit the brakes. <laughs> That's also is, what she said. Which is she yearly. Goes, th- that, that's also what she said. When you get there, just remember, shampoo, hair, ears, nail, ass. You have to say those words to her. <laughs> that's what we're paying for. So she said, no ADD. I need you to be me right now. I need you to be as neurotic as I am. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what she wanted that's me to do. That's what I do. said. Like, I'm not neurotic enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny because that's exactly what I said. I know. <laughs> 
she basically said, listen, I love you, but I really wish I married somebody else in this moment. No, I knew you could pull it off, Adam, but I had to shake the tree. Mm. <laughs> okay, let me correct it. She goes, I love you, but I wish I married someone who could groom the dog at home so I don't have to worry in this moment. Okay, that might, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I knew you could do it. If I scared the living heck out of you, yeah, which I you, think I did. You did. I said, okay, I got it. And I just drove there. The dog was in my lap. The dog was running around. <laughs> Listen, I got a phone call from you. You're yeah. like, what do I do? Where is she? Text her. Where is she? Where is she? No, because I knocked on the door. She didn't come out. I'm like, hey, lady, I can't be here. Juice the dog's ass and let me get out of here. I got like, stuff to do. And then you're like this. You're like this. Okay, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Here she comes. Here she comes. I gotta go. I have succeeded. Yes. All I, have to, I have to make sure I hand the dog off so I can call the wife back. I go, huh? See that? Look at that. Yep. Mission accomplished. Calm down. And then she's gonna say, You still have to come home. <laughs> You're not You're out of the woods there, yet. Baby. Mark, do you have to take the cats in to be groomed? Well, not to be groomed, no. We have a, we have a once a year go to the vet. And it's very traumatic because cats don't cats don't like to be put in little boxes mm -hmm. and they don't like getting in a car. Fortunately, the vet is like maybe a three minute drive. So it's a very brief process. And then when they get there, they're fine. But no, I'm like a wreck. I'm a wreck like before, <laughs> See, during knows. and after. Well, yeah. he's nuts, too. I mean, she was... <laughs> Yeah. She, you know, my wife was just flipping out. She was just like because I would because I would I wanted to do it and I couldn't and it just oh I I didn't like that. Yeah, she called me while I was driving. She called me and and, she, and, I, and, I, and I, I didn't pick up the phone the first time. I knew it was her. I didn't pick up the phone the first time. <laughs> And she kept calling back. I didn't pick up. And the third time I had to pick it up. I'm like, what? She's like, I called two times before. I said, I'm driving and focusing on the dog as my wife instructed me to do. She's like, right, right. so the third yeah, time I picked it up, she's like, do you have the seat way back? And do you have, do you have the, her little bed? Is she in her bed? I go, no, honey, I'm in her bed and she's driving. Okay. That's what <laughs> yeah. I asked her to pick up the phone the first two times and she wouldn't do it because she was, she, her, hand, her hands are 10 and 2. She doesn't have thumbs. This is very difficult. <laughs> Alex, moral of the story, you take the dog to get groomed from now on. Yeah, yeah. That, that gives me great, um, it calms me when I have more control. Yeah. Yes. I, the point of the story is this. I have ADD all the time, and my wife in this moment wishes I didn't have it. I was talking to Charlene Yee when I met her uh, at a table read, and uh, I don't know how we got into ADD. It turns out we both have it, and dyslexia, but she has stress-induced dyslexia. My dyslexia is constant, so obviously... I'm under stress all the time. <laughs> That's the only conclusion I can come up with. I really enjoyed uh, meeting and talking to uh, Charlene, and I'm very grateful she took time to be on the show. She's really, really funny. You guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. According to a 2011 Harris poll, 90% of pet dog or cat owning Americans consider their furry cohabitors part of the family. A recent study found that oxytocin, the hormone that facilitates bonding, went up 300% in dog owners who gazed into their pet's eyes. So it's possible animals are hacking into our love of cuteness and by extension, our instinct to protect the helpless and innocent. I know my wife loves me, but if it was a choice between the two of us, I'm dead. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small 
Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is how you spend your time. I got some stand updates for you. September 10th through the 12th, I will be at the Chicago Improv. September 24th and 25th, I will be at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, California. I'll be at the Listening Room in Grand Rapids, Michigan on October 6th. On October 7th, I'll be at the Park Theater in Holland, Michigan. October 8th, I will be at Bill's Lounge in Grand Rapids, Michigan. October 14th through the 16th, I will be at Hilarities in Cleveland. And October 28th through the 30th, I will be back at the Comic Roadhouse at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut. Grab your Uncas and come and see me. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. And you know, if you can make any of these gigs, you come up and say hello, because I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, go on, get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is an actress, comedian, musician, and author. You know her from the TV show House, the movie's Knocked Up, This is 40, second act with Jennifer Lopez. She wrote and starred in the movie Paper Heart, which won a Waldo Salt Screenwriting Award at the Sundance Film Festival. She just got new glasses, and she does a perfect impression of a turtle eating lettuce. Bragging yes. about me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my new friend Charlene Yi. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. You too. We had like such a nice little like talk right before our table read. Yeah, that's what. Okay, I'm gonna tell everybody where we met. We did a table read of the movie Second Act that you were in with Jennifer Lopez, and we did it for charity um, to help build uh, schools in Madagascar. And they were. Th- this is what amazed me, Charlene. They, they're 3D printing schools for children. I can't print from my phone, and they're printing buildings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't understand. I've never seen a 3D printer. I'm like, how big mm. is it going to be? How, what's going to make the printer? Yeah, and you're 3D, and I just, I grew up in construction, so I just pictured the guy running the printer is like, all right, look, this is a union job, all right? So anybody- <laughs> Anyone's got to change that friggin' ink? It's me. You hear me? I'm yeah. out of here at yeah. four. Yeah, and I'm imagining my. I have a old like um, Xerox machine in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining like a crappy Xerox machine <laughs> getting jammed. Be like, oh, we almost, we almost got the, we almost got the school out. We'll try it again. It got jammed. <laughs> yeah, we tried for a school. We got a yurt. I don't know what happened. 
We got this small yeah. yard for the children. So we sign on. What happened is it was a Zoom thing. So we all sign on. And the, uh, Pete Siegel, who directed the movie, was directing the table read. And they put it up for charity and they raised money. So you were sitting there. I signed on. And it was just me and you. And we had a great conversation because one of the most stressful things I find in, in, in acting is the table read. Yeah, and I was saying I'm dyslexic, and you're like, oh, yeah? What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. It became a competition. Yeah, because I'm dyslexic, too. And what did you say? You, had, you, had, you have stress-induced... Dyslexia. And so, yeah, and so the more stressed I get, it's almost like I go blind. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but that's funny. No, it's insane because I try to watch read all these self-help books. I'm like, oh, cool, I'll learn about my trauma. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and it's like up <laughs> against the wall. <laughs> I'm finding out about myself and the letters are backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never heard of stress induced dyslexia. I mean, I have it and they didn't know what it was when I was a kid. So, you know, they just, ah, we don't have something wrong with them. You know, they didn't know. Uh, and I also have ADD. Now, do you have stress induced ADD too? I think you mentioned. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. I just, it's just constant for me. So I'm well, all over the place. I'm trying to get diagnosed. I, I, I'm, like positive that I have ADD. Right. Yeah, I got. I actually got diagnosed, Charlene. Halfway through the test, they couldn't focus. The doctor's like, yeah, I think you got it. <laughs> I always feel rude. Like uh, whenever I see people like, oh, I have my books. I have my drawing thing. I just have to do something to stimulate myself mm -hmm. to make sure to make sure I'm there ish. OK, so yeah. let me ask you this. Is that how it manifests with you? Like you have to be present by doing. You can't just be. Well, I like I feel weird like sharing all this stuff. I was gonna say like I I'm also trying to get diagnosed to see if I'm autistic, which I'm also pretty positive about that. But mm -hmm. I was like, if there's like I don't I don't really like people looking at people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so eating it for various reasons. Okay. It's very intense. I also have trypophobia. It's like holes. Okay, holes. what's trypophobia? I don't know. Uh, a fear of like holes and patterns, or like porous holes. Oh. Um. I thought it was a fear like fear of acid. No, like okay. acid, like acid, like le yeah. lemon? lysergic acid diethylamide. <laughs> Bragging. Yes. Um, so it's it's a fear of holes and patterns. What's that? Um, do you know what a fractal is? A fractal. Yeah, like almost like the perfect pattern just repeating itself. Okay. I don't know. I it's weird. I well, anyways, I'm afraid of looking at eyes because. They're like holes, and sometimes when you look into people's eyes, mm -hmm. um, it, it gives me anxiety because I can feel like this, like uh, you getting sucked in desperation, and it feels like a black hole. And I'm like, oh my god, I could feel, I could feel too much. <laughs> We're all desperate friggin' people just trying to get along, Charlene. It ain't you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's well. The, here's what I like: your self awareness is off the charts. I mean, and we were talking about this five minutes into the table read. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, how we should cut out all my trypophobia stuff. Just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God, why did we get into that? I went, like, five to ten different routes, and it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it made all kinds of sense. It made all kinds of sense. Well, I have uh, – here's my uh, – look, I'll make you feel comfortable. I'll give you my big fear. It's, it's Okay. My big fear is not being able – to work or provide for my family. That just, that scares the shit. Oh, that's, that's so stressful. That's a real fear. Yeah. Especially in our line of work, you know? Yeah. 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 So that, that drives me insane. You know, I, I wake up, I don't wake up, you know, refreshed, ready to greet the day. You know, <laughs> I, 
I wake up terrified. That's so sad. I know. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, I wake up terrified, and then I then I have a when the caffeine kicks in, Charlene, I'm okay. But before the caffeine kicks in, while it's coming down, I'm walking back and forth, pacing, talking to nobody, playing a scene in my head. I you know I worry about money too, and mm-hmm. I wake up, no joke, not making a joke. I wake up saying, "Fuck, why?" <laughs> and it's just so much pressure. It's yeah. so much pressure. Yeah. Well, you moved. You moved. You're in, you're in North Carolina now, right? Yeah, and I love it here, but I'm like, who the fuck is going to hire me? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have fun? L- let me ask you about, because uh, we have uh, my buddy who's on the show, Phil Tag, is a big fan of House. So I got to ask you what that experience was working on that show. Um, It was the first time I had to learn lines. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like doctor lines. It was yeah. so fucking hard. And... I was so insecure about and green about doing it that everything I said that was supposed to be like, you know, like, you know, get the da 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 it came out with a question mark. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, da 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 And they're like, we're going to have to dub all your lines. <laughs> and so my face is like, I'm scared. Is the camera filming? And then my voice is like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a doctor. Trust me. <laughs> so a couple of the episodes are all dubbed. Oh, wow. Just for my part, no one else. Oh, that's, but was it a fun house? Was it was it a fun set to be on? It was. I mean, it felt like a in the best way when I say this dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. It was like chaotic and intense, and and like a big summer camp. Right now, do you do you prefer doing? Because you're a comedian, and I saw and and a musician. I saw the stuff you did with Fred Armisen was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you can rock on the drums. You got a little bit of Keith Moon in you. <laughs> I could I could do like thirty seconds of a of a beat and I'm like okay all right what is time I don't know it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah so let me ask you what you prefer um to do as far as well we'll start with acting you prefer the drama you prefer the the uh, the comedy I think when someone asks me what my favorite like comedy is I always list dramas for some mm-hmm. reason I think drama is fantastic I feel like that's where all the funny stuff is right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's coming from a deep sincerity. And I think particularly the things that I do that are comedy, they're so broad. It's mm-hmm. really hard, hard for me. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like drama. I think it's fun and and easier. It's almost like an easier song, if that makes really? sense. Like, See, here's, here's what I get out of it. When I do drama, I find stuff about me I didn't know I had just because I'm forced into that moment, you know? yeah. And that's kind of like, because that, like, after I'll do a dramatic scene and stuff, I'll walk away and it'll stay with me to the point where I'm just like, oh, there's more room here. Look, what is this door I just opened? Yeah, there, yeah, there's definitely more room and yeah. more doors. Yeah. And also, I mean, honestly, I, I do think I have a good sense of humor, but I don't always know what I'm doing. I don't feel that confident in comedy mm-hmm. because a lot of times the thing that they wrote, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, where's the joke? <laughs> I'm like, how do I make this funny? Am I supposed to do like a weird voice? Like, what is this? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I think what I do on stage yeah. is like so specific mm-hmm. and very sincere. And right. what I'm asked to do is like, I don't even know what that is. Like, <laughs> I, I can't read this sheet music. Am I supposed to like do a weird like grace note here? I can't find the punchline. <laughs> and so with with like serious stuff, I was like, I don't know. That's my default. I'm just like, hi, what's up? I'm right. sad. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, and then there's and there's humor in that, the sincerity. Of yes, it. I will tell you this. I fell in love with your character in second act. Uh, because you you play uh, Jennifer Lopez's assistant, and she's on like the 60th floor with floor to ceiling windows, and you're afraid of heights. So your character is le- her head is not facing the window and leaning into the wall, and it was so sincere. My question is this: Was that in the script, or did you put that in there? They put that in, but I used to have such a big fear that even like going to someone's house, if mm-hmm. it was the second story of right. their house, I would spin and get dizzy, and then I, I don't. So like I. It was coming from a sincere place, but I got over it and I by um, jumping out of a plane and skydiving. <laughs> well, okay. All right, because you know who did that? Mar- uh, my friend Mark, who's on the show, did that too because he had a fear of heights and he jumped out did of the plane. Did it help? St- did it help? Uh, he says it helps. It, it, it helps. Like, now I have a rational fear of heights. Like, oh, great. The fear is still there, but now it makes sense to you. Yeah, I mean, like, like, why would I get dizzy being like, oh, I'm going upstairs to the bathroom now. Like, <laughs> I'm crawling on the stairs now. It's like, no, like, come on. It's just the second floor. Okay. So, so it's, it's, it's put it, it, is it, is it accurate to say that now your fear is put into perspective? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this. Do you still pee downstairs if you have the option? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah. I would too. Now, were you told? How did you arrive at the fact that listen, I'm having trouble going upstairs. I got to jump out of a plane. Take me through that. Well, you go in tandem. Mm-hmm. So, but the day of, it was cloudy, and they didn't really explain how the thing was going to go because it was like, we're probably not going to go up there. And last minute, they're like, "Oh my god, it's not cloudy. This is when it's safe to go. Come on!" And we're like tandem, and we're going up. And I'm like, "I don't want to go anymore. I don't want to go anymore." <laughs> And the guy behind me was like strapped behind me. He's like, we're going. And we go. And no one told me for the first like 10 seconds, you can't breathe. Really? Like, because you're just going so fast. It's just like, you're like, so there's like no way you can breathe. So like the first 10 seconds, I'm like, am I dead? Am I dead? And then you hit free fall. And then I was like, all right, okay, this is great. But um, I mean, I felt horrible and sick. But But because perspective is so... I don't even know what, like, it just looks like a painting. Mm. It's almost like I have no idea what um, distance is. So there was no fear. It just like, disappeared. Oh, okay. And when you landed, was can you recall the sensation when you finally landed, the guy unstrapped you and looked at you and said, well, what do you think? <laughs> well, I remember he was like, bend your legs, lift them up. We're landing on our butt. I was like, what? <laughs> and so we're, both our like legs and butt tandem are like sliding on the grass. I remember that and being like, oh my God. <laughs> I shouldn't have wore white pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, my bike doesn't have enough comfort for this. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you got it, were you sweating? Were you nervous? Were you crying when you got done? Was there elation? Um, I hugged two friends. There was, there was sweating. There was, um, ugh, I, I felt nauseous. Mm-hmm. I, I, I threw up a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, well uh, here's, here's what I want to know. When did you, when, when did the sensation of, wow, I'm glad I did that. When did that kick in? Maybe like two years later. <laughs> <laughs> so I was t- like, well, I was like, what a waste of money that made me <laughs> nauseous. Um, I, I'd rather just go on a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> that guy won't stop calling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it did resolve most of my fears of heights. So I'm like, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. That's good. That's yeah. good. Now, let me ask you, when, when it comes to uh, fears, and I know I get my 
anxiety and fear of not being able to provide for my wife and my family. I get that from my father because I saw that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, my question to you is this? Was there was there adopted fear in your house? Did anyone else in your family have these? Yeah. I mean, I think my fear. I mean, I've, I've gotten to so much therapy and support groups and et cetera, et cetera. But I think. I, I used to have like a codependency of like savior complex. Like mm-hmm. if anyone needed help, I'm like, I gotta save them. And if their life was falling apart, I'd be like, it's my fault. But now I'm just like, I'd like to help. Here are some tools if you'd like them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think I used to be, uh, I, was, I was a provider for my little sister and my ex-husband. So like I used to have that oh my God, like I have to get the money. I have yeah. to like save us. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. I'm like, everyone get your own shit, please. Right. Okay. Basically you're, you're my dad. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. You're my dad. Hello. It's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you developed your fears because of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it, it wasn't, it was a fear. It was also, I adopted that emotional state. You know, my father came up, was always worried. He was always aggravated. So that's what I saw the man of the house being. So I'm like, well, that's what I got to be. In order to beat a man in the house, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I hope I didn't pick up too many qualities my parents. My mom was like super clean, OCD. Mm. Right. I'm, I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> um, my dad's a builder. I don't know how to build anything. <laughs> <laughs> what helped me um, was, um, uh, what helped me was uh, the realization that worry is not responsibility. Yeah, and and I mean, e- what I'm gonna say is easier said than done, but it's a waste of energy. Shit, yeah, I'm ex- it's exhausting being me, Charlene. I can't, I can't, I don't. I wake up in the morning, I'm exhausted and pissed off. What kind of, you know, that's how I'm starting. I am too. Yeah, I, am I am too. too. <laughs> I relate to everything you're saying. I was like, I didn't grow up with the same parents, but. I feel related. Yeah, but you do, but you do so much, and I mean, I'm driven to do so much, you know, to provide. And 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 what I'm what I'm really noticing now is, um, I got to take more joy in doing what I'm doing. You know, that's why this yeah. show is great for me because I really enjoy talking to people and, and really enjoy putting this out every week. Yeah, I love meeting people, and this, I'm not I'm not trying to be cheesy. I like connecting. It mm-hmm. feels good. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. I have a question for you. Go ahead. Are your are your parents funny or is anyone else in your oh, family? Oh yeah, they funny? don't know they're funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're characters and they don't even know it. My mother, you know, you know how I'm funny and I grew up with the same I have the same codependency. I have this passive aggressiveness that I absorbed. My mother would always tell tell you what she's not going to do. Those are the phone calls I was heard. Look, I'm not going to be the one to tell her she's an asshole. <laughs> it's not my place. I'm, 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 believe me, I'm sure she's heard it from enough people that it has got to register it someday. But don't put me in that position, you know? I think what I learned is, oh, and I hate it, and I'm figuring it out, but people pleasing. I'm a people pleaser oh. to fault. Because they were so, I mean, I don't talk to my parents. Mm-hmm. Very intense people but i was always people pleasing to survive you know yeah. and 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 now like uh, i find myself apologizing to someone who hurt me and then i have to go be like i take my apology back i'm, I'm not sorry <laughs> i take it back i'm taking a stance sorry i'm taking my sorry back <laughs> but it's i'm i mean this is like literally a, a thing a conflict from last week i'm like i take my sorry back 
<laughs> Does it work? I felt better. Good I mean, for it, you. May, it may be very confusing and not like seem tough, but like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you to tell the story about what happened to you in a Sri Lankan airport? Yeah. So I was going to Sri Lanka to volunteer to work with kids, and um, I get to the airport and going through the I don't know what the would they scan your body? The security, yeah. The security. They start knocking my boobs around with it and, and they go oh my god and then i go what what happened and they're like you're a woman and i was like yes i'm a woman what are you talking about <laughs> and then i go to the bathroom and there's a um a janitor like mopping around and i'm going to the women's restroom and she goes no men that way and when she turns around i sneak into the women's restroom then on top of that the, all the women in the bathroom turn around they're doing their makeup and they're like no men men that way and I'm like, i am a woman and i give them my uh passport and i point and they all start laughing they're like ha, 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 we thought you're a man because you're faced in your body and i was like yeah no fucking shit yes my face and my body you thought i was a man and then i was like if you wouldn't mind let me go take care of my business right you know? and i took care of business but yeah, they didn't know what I was, and 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 now since that story, because that was like 2012. I'm also non, not like came out as non-binary, so it's also like I don't care what you think I am. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just let, just let me. Don't knock me around my parts, <laughs> and let me take a shit. Like everyone, buzz off. Like that's all I gotta say. Like I'm not. No matter if I didn't know what someone's gender was, right? And I wouldn't be like. Just knocking things. If, if there's a bump there, don't knock it. <laughs> you know, it's just that simple. You're smuggling breasts into Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that funny? Just, I don't care if you were confused. Just let me take a shit. <laughs> uh, I'm here to volunteer, you bastards. <laughs> oh. You know what else I want to ask you about? Um, your documentary, Paper Heart. So uh, I, ha I got the description here because I want to set it up for the audience because it's really cool. Uh, Charlene Yee, that's you, sets out on a quest across America to make a documentary about a subject she doesn't understand. And that subject is love. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I, I, at the time, I think I was like doing a lot of stand-up, like, mm -hmm. 18, and going into, like, bars, and people would just open up to me, telling me all these love stories. And to me, every love story is incredible. It doesn't matter how mundane someone thinks it is. And I started recording them back in that day mm -hmm. with, like, a c cassette recorder. Right. And I was like, man, all these stories are so incredible. Like, you know, someone um, got set up as a kid to meet and date this woman, and he was like, no, I don't want to. My parents set me up. No way, no how. Then years later they end up at the same college and they fall for each other and they realize that they were supposed to be set up years ago. And I, don't, I don't know, just like little things like that. I'm, I'm a big sucker for romance. Yeah. But the thing yeah. about the, uh, about the, um, the documentary I loved was there was a love story put into the documentary. Yeah. So when we're making the documentary, I didn't want to be on camera. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hold space for these love stories. And the director, Nick Jesnovic, and the producers and stuff wanted me to, like, fall in love on camera. But um, I was like, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, no, never felt love. Probably won't happen. You're, you're, hit, you're like, 
you're wishing too hard. Right. Um, and so we kind of created a hybrid documentary where there's a beeline where I fall in love. And so it's half fiction, half not, um, which like kind of was like my stand up anyway. Like I did a lot of audience participation, like mm-hmm. some of it really real. And people were like, that's not real. I'm like, oh, no, that was a real human being on stage. He had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't, you know, and right. so that's what we made. Well, uh, now this begs the question, have you been in love? I want to answer honestly, but I feel like it's too revealing. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. Once for yeah. yes, twice for no, and I'll fill in the rest. So you've been in love. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. That's two. That- they were spaced out. So yes, yes, or no, I've never been in love. I don't think so. I think I've loved people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been in love. Okay. Yeah. That's a good distinction. I've, I've, I've loved people. I still love people. I know I'm in love with my wife and I, that changed everything. My wife changed everything. And I know I have a theory. It changed my whole perspective from have to, to want to. Yeah. And I just went, Oh, I want to be with this woman. I want to care for this woman. I want that. That's the one it's, it's a knowing beyond understanding. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm open to it. Not not right now. Not right now. Okay. I got di- I got divorced. All right. Um, I need some time before I am open to it. I'm open it a little bit ways from now. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's yeah. good. You know, yeah. it, it, I will tell you this. It's a lot. I'm not ready for a lot. Okay. <laughs> I had a nightmare mm-hmm. that I had a boyfriend and we were fighting about something trivial, of course. Right. And I didn't want to be angry with them in bed. And so when I woke up, I was like, oh, my bed all mine <laughs> so liberating i was like oh i'm not ready to share space where someone's angry oh yeah that that's the other because i get i go i go to anger because it's just a conditioned response and, and yelling mm-hmm. and stuff and you know my wife kind of sees through it i mean she kind of saw through it at the very beginning but you want you don't you really don't want to go to bed angry no like you don't yeah. want to go to bed because it solidifies and it's like you know you, you're just like yeah i'm still mad i tell yeah. my wife this this is what and she she plays along with it like if we're, if we're fighting or something or we're disagreeing, I'll go up to her afterwards and I'll just stand there and she'll look at me and I go, okay, I'm ready to accept your apology. <laughs> and she laughs, which is, she knows that's my way of saying I'm sorry. And then she kisses me. She, she rolls her eyes. She kisses me. And then I go, I'm sorry. But I need that laugh, that opening oh, laugh from her. I want to date someone like your wife. I want one of oh, those. Yeah. She's hot. Like. Birds and animals, open heart. I was like, I want one of those. I always go for like avoidant. Like I, I think I'm like super emotional. I feel mm-hmm. like that's like the the, the magnet. I yeah. was like, I, I want someone open. open oh yeah, she, she's. I will tell you this. Love of my life, giant pain in the ass. This woman is killing me. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your life's so hard. Oh. You want to know what? I'll tell you what. Every time she pushes me. She's always pushing me either to think bigger, be kinder, or be better. So I don't want to do any of that. I don't for anyone. That's why it's a pain in the ass. Because not only is she right, she's beautiful. I want to make her happy, and I'm going to be better. I don't want to do that for anyone. I don't mm. want to do that. Like I don't want to do that internally for anyone. I don't want to ask anyone to do that. I just want everyone to be like, "Got my world. You got your world. We're both taking care of shit. Mm-hmm. Great. We got a bridge." <laughs> but here's the bridge. I don't think she's. It, I think she just sees it and says it. I don't think it's it's an obligation on her part or a job. I think that's just who she is. She's just a loving, yeah, nurturing person nice. that I can recognize, but I'm yeah. too lazy to be better. 
But I have to be better for her because here's the thing. Even when it comes down to like work and stuff, and I think we, we, we talked about the biggest fear yeah. is not being able to provide and everything. So when in, when the dark hours, when I'm sitting there going, laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, you know, how am I going to make all this work? How are we going to you mm-hmm. know pay the bills? I always look over at this beautiful woman and I'm thinking, well, God's not going to let her starve. Something will happen. I'll just ride the wave. <laughs> I have no response. That's all right. I think this interview is becoming more about me, Yi. I really think so. Well, I think interviews, my favorite interviews are conversations. Yeah, that's what we're having. You know what? Everyone listening to this podcast, chat amongst yourselves. Now, here's another. <laughs> well, also, because, like, I don't know, like, I don't miss stand-up comedy for me because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't want to, like, have a one. I know it's a conversation, but I don't want a monologue. Yeah, I yeah. want to, like. I want someone to tell me some stuff, and then I could go, ha, ha, Yeah, yeah, I no, I, that, that's, that's pretty much what I, I really enjoy about this show, is having a conversation with, uh, with people that I really just want to have conversations with. And, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What did you um, learn or realize after making the documentary that you didn't know before? Hmm. I don't know that I am pretty sh- like, I am pretty shy. Like, I didn't want to be on camera. I, mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it, right. you know? But I do have like a thing like I don't really do podcasts because I don't like feeling vulnerable to mm-hmm. showing who I really am. Right. And also who I am one day is different from another day. But um, I don't know. I, I, I realized maybe I just realized I really like talking to people and connecting with people because mm-hmm. even to this day, like the next project I'm working on is another thing where I'm holding space for other people to share like a paper heart type of thing. I'm like, I really want to connect with humanity that's like my favorite thing in the whole world yeah. as much as all the tribulation of bullshit i've gone through with really bad humans i'm like i like them they're right yeah yeah it's like as as a species we're okay individually there's, there's some real assholes yeah i think I, I think i'm like um i don't know an optimistic pessimist or something mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I believe in the worst, but I hope for the best to cut through all the bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a cynical optimist. Okay, yeah, that sounds... I like yours. I copy you. Okay, good. You can have that. Yeah, I'm a cynical optimist. I go, yeah, he seems nice. What's his friggin' story? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, nah, nah, he seems like a nice guy. Don't get in a call with him just yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand. Well, I can't thank you enough. I really enjoyed uh, working with you. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. I know this is outside of your comfort zone, and I appreciate you doing this for me. So thank you. Yeah. Also, like, a lot of times, like, I've gone on three, and I feel like with you, because I met you at the table read, you're just very present, and it's really nice. You're not always about, like, yeah, you're funny, you're making jokes, but, like, a lot of times it feels like they're not here, Mm -hmm. and they're... I don't know. There's somewhere else. It doesn't feel like a conversation. And that's when I get really, really anxious. Yeah. Yeah, Because you're like, wait a minute. I'm in a show. I don't have a script. What do I got to do? You know, there's no there's no connection to what's happening. There's just what an agenda to be served. Yeah. And so that's why I usually say no, because I was like, why? If it's not going to actually be a conversation and it's going to be recorded for people to see like this weird anxiety thing happening because no one can hear each other yeah yeah no i got i I totally understand that's why this show i in my head i wanted it to be a conversation i wanted it to be like you're coming over my house that's why the show starts with me my wife my two best friends and then you 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 come over hey charlene's here and then when you leave you're like wasn't she wonderful (laughs) and i'm like oh man when am i gonna hang out with your wife next (laughs) 
can't wait to uh, feed some animals with her. Oh yeah, well she's the best part of my life, Charlene. So hopefully we'll get we'll all get together and have some laughs soon. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It'll be nice. And best to you and the family. Stay safe, okay? You too. The ADD interview is brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you're traveling to Sri Lanka and you're having some difficulty at the airport. Don't knock me around my parts <laughs> and let me take a shit. This could cause you a little anxiety. So you know what to do. You take one of the gummies they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. You know they also have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products. Yep, and pet products. And you also know you get 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. That's for you. Tell them I sent you. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM at anything they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. Please go. Please feel better. Oh, is she funny? That she re- oh. she really makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I me I love Charlene and so many things about her. I think she's awesome, but I love that she's so open and honest throughout it, even to the point of saying yeah. she's not comfortable being open and honest on a podcast, which she's doing right yeah. then. She's like just totally laying it out there, and I just love that about her. Yeah, and she she goes, I'm not comfortable doing podcasts yet. She did our podcast, so I was so grateful for that. Well, yeah, she did it because you because it's because of you, because you made her comfortable. You were present in that moment when you guys were talking in Zoom. And then within the within the podcast, it wasn't an interview. It was a conversation. And that just completely put her at ease like it always does with people. Yeah, I'd be honest with you. I was trying to make it more about me. (laughs) (laughs) You succeeded. Yeah, yeah. I I heard you kind of like going, hmm. So, yeah, I do that, too. Yeah, I do that, too. What do you think this is? It's like... <laughs> it's like if you meet a doctor at a party, you're like, can I get him? Is this look infected? Just take a look. Well, I think she has that down, Adam. I what? mean, I was just blown away by how in tune she is with herself. I admire the same thing, honey. She has she has the courage of self-exploration and, and the courage to deal with whatever pops up. I mean, yeah. she, she goes like, I might be autistic. I'm, I got to get that checked. I was like, look. If there's shit about me, I don't want to know because <laughs> look, I don't want to deal with the fact that my wife doesn't trust me with our dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say it's brave, but it is exhausting. Yeah. When you're always, you know, looking at things and, you know, oh, how should I do this differently? Or yeah. what, what am I doing here? It can be exhausting. It is, but, but did you just meet me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to take a nap. Oh, That's God. Between the therapy and the meditation and the being a better person, geez. You know what? This is it. The hell with all of us. You want to leave? Leave. I don't care if the dog's hair grows to the friggin' ground. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, it was, such, it was so cool to listen to her. Uh, I love her humor and the way she laughed at all the stuff that you were doing. You know, it was just a genuine laugh. And, um, you know, and, and you know what, aside from loving her on house, which I, I just, uh, you know how much I mm-hmm. love that show. So thanks for asking her that. But, uh, you know, and we had, uh, Emily Wickersham on, I remember Emily saying that, uh, she entered a role where the audience was used to seeing someone else and it was difficult for her. Mm-hmm. That was the same thing for Charlene in season seven. Cause we had seen characters we were used to, but mm-hmm. she jumped into that and she mentioned that she was insecure and green that did not come across in her role in house. She was awesome in season seven. And um, to me, to me, any girl who could say, listen, I know you're not comfortable, but I just want to take a shit is great in my book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After being insulted in a Sri Lankan airport by most of the people in Sri Lanka. 
Right. How yeah. crazy is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The security lady insults her, and she goes to the bathroom, all the women inside, and then they're laughing at her. Right. Like, oh, yeah. we thought you were. About- I'm sorry you're confused. Can I please just take a shit? I've had it with right. all of you. I'm here That's to help name of children, you bastards. I, I, like yeah, I came here to do two things, to take a shit and volunteer. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're screwing it all up, people. Yeah. I, I like yeah. she says, if it's a bump, don't knock it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep hitting it. Just don't yeah. knock it. Just, come on. Come on. Oh, seems like a good rule, yeah. I just, you know what I love too, Adam? I love how excited you got that she had something that you don't have. What? You know, that just cracked <laughs> what, me up. You were like, wait a minute, you have a fear of holes and patterns? What's that? I yeah. don't have that. <laughs> Phil, I was like, oh, thank God I don't have that. I got so much other shit. What is so excited now? about it? Tell me about that. What's that? Ooh, when <laughs> you, you got all excited. When you guys were talking about that, I just thought of, I don't know where I saw it, but the guy who has glasses mm-hmm. and he takes them off and he sees it differently and then he puts the glasses on. And... Oh, yeah. They Live, the Roddy Roddy Piper movie. Yeah, that's what oh, I thought yeah, of. that's right. And like, yeah. you know, because your mind plays tricks on you or, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my, my, forget, forget my mind. My, my mind and me are a mortal enemy. <laughs> there can be only one yeah <laughs> obey yeah that's it my mind drives me, and, and my wife's mind just does not think i have the capability to care for our pet <laughs> i i just what can i say i'm get a little neurotic and yeah. i just threw a little neurotic at you so yeah but how about that she's got a fear of patterns and holes i yeah. don't have that yeah, it, it just to me it means that her mind is very active, active, intense, and very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I want to hang out with her, Adam. Like she and she wants to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. She, she seems so cool and so interesting. Yeah, she was like, "Look, you made me feel comfortable. I'm doing your podcast, but I really want to hang out with your wife. She, she feeds the creatures. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. I was waiting yeah. for Charlene I, to say at the end of the interview, "Going, look, I really don't trust you taking the dog in either." <laughs> I know we just met. I know she, her and I would be like akin to that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question too, Adam. Yeah, lysergic acid diethylamide. Where did that come from? That's what acid is. Lysergic what acid diethylamide twenty nine. I think. <laughs> that's the clinical that's the clinical uh uh or or that's i think that that's the scientific uh name for uh acid i like when she said bragging you're bragging for what because <laughs> like you came up with this long word for acid yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like i don't think jim morrison ever called it that that's all i'm saying yeah <laughs> i love the fact that she actually got a movie made about love and she was just exploring that emotion because she wasn't really sure if she's been in love or she loves somebody. I thought that she could make that distinction between being in love and loving other people was pretty cool. I know I'm in love. I know I'm in love because the shit with the dog alone. <laughs> that's, that's love, baby. Yeah, yeah, Adam always love. says, uh, you're going to kill me. I said, how else do you want to die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, this that's is a great way to go, baby. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was the biggest revelation. When I first met you, it was the difference between have to and want to. And Phil mm-hmm. knows. Phil, Phil's been there for the whole ride. Is to have to I and have want been. to, and yeah. I just went... in the back seat with my head out of the window. Yeah. I I think that's that is something really big, and it's it's always the little things mm-hmm. that you do for someone to show that. Yeah, I think like um when you give me a coffee. Yeah, because what I what she doesn't what she doesn't know, fellas, is I crush the pill in the coffee. You love only me. You only <laughs> see me. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> is that what that pink powder that's is? That's what that is. That ain't creamer, baby. That ain't sweet and low. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. Do you guys agree? I, I really think it's the little things that make the most difference mm-hmm. in, in a relationship. Well, yeah, it's easy to do big grand gestures, particularly at the beginning of, of that 
that relationship, but it's the day to day stuff. It is. It's getting the coffee with or without narcotics in them. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's those little things that, that, you know, are important to the other person and you just want to do it because, you know, it makes them happy and making them happy brings you joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, Adam, it reminded me of your dad. I remember you telling me he said, uh, look, love ain't some big thing. It's a lot of little things. Didn't he say that? Yeah, he said, I think he said that after your second divorce. <laughs> yeah, he did. yeah he did we were we were at the house we're all sitting around and, and uh it was just the three of us at the table and my father goes all right hey phil what's the matter with you ah. that was pop ah. yeah and he told you that love ain't a big thing yep. a lot of little things did you do the little mm-hmm. things no well there you are you hungry let's see let's yeah, go yeah. eat yeah i like that simplicity yeah that's yeah. it that was my genuine father. yep but I would say to, to to get back to what Charlene when she was I I I've I love I've loved people but I don't know if I've been in love yeah I think you know when you've been in love I think we've all been in love I, I think everyone in, in this show has been in love and you know it because mm-hmm. you're just floored by somebody so I hope that as her path continues that she does fall head over heels in love with someone yeah that'll fucking teach you. it's such a wild ride you know it's so great i mean it's it's can be terrifying but it's just the best stuff in the world yeah but it's like it's like when i i love when i fell in love with my wife i was i was getting out of a long relationship i was i was dating women i had no business being dating and one of them was this beautiful woman i married and i remember i remember telling phil phil's when i was living above the cuban embassy i was living (laughs) I was living above That's the Cuban. Sh- I was living across. I'm sorry, across from the Cuban embassy. I rented this room in this penthouse with these crazy people, <laughs> and uh, I met Alex. And I I was on the phone, and Phil goes, "You you don't see you 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 obviously care for this woman." And I went, "Oh shit!" And he went, "What's the matter?" I go, "Fuck! I'm in love." <laughs> yep. Yeah. I remember I had a cigarette. I go, oh, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, get over there. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, when you guys were talking um, about how you, uh, my wife makes me feel be better. What did you say? Be better? Yeah. I told Charlene, I go, she's always pushing me to either be better, th- be kinder, think bigger. And it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> she, she goes, she goes, oh, I don't need that pressure. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I don't want to do that for people. I don't want to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. For, for me. Yeah. But yeah. I just have to say, I wanted to say, I don't force you. I think it's just the little things I do. You're like, oh, man, she did that. That's so nice. So I just get you little by little, like uh, death by a million cuts. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> it's basically, basically, for those of you listening at home, if you've never been in love, love is like, it, it, it's erosion. It just it's keeps erosion. wearing you down. <laughs> it's like the Colorado River carving the Grand Canyon. It's going to be beautiful once it's done. A <laughs> lot of friction to get there. <laughs> and I want to thank Charlene Yee for being my guest. She was a lot of fun. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Farrar at Gmail. Uh, and the show is growing. You know it's because of you. Please tell somebody you love about the show. That will help us out. Uh, if you get a chance to leave us a review, Sue, you leave us a review every week and we love you for it. And those reviews help us with our friend, Mr. Algorithm. Please remember, life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. I said, Adam, I know how you drive. If you break really quick, the dog's going to go flying and mm. I don't want her to hurt her neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he does that too. Yeah. yeah, whenever I take Phil to get his hair cut and his anal gland expressed, I hit the brakes. <laughs> Can we hit the brakes on this conversation, please?